Sam Smith stirs up anger among religious communities because of his performance at the Grammys. But is that the right response? We'll talk about that. And then we'll also look at a brand new Disney series that is indoctrinating kids into critical race theory. And then finally, we'll look at the State of the Union address and give Biden a little bit of a report card on that. And at least we can say his speech went flawlessly. And by that, I mean he lied while keeping a straight face. We'll talk about that and more today on Indie Thinker. Today's show is sponsored by our friends over at Anchor. That's A-N-C-U-R dot B-I-Z. Perhaps you need to curb the crazy, ridiculous inflation that is going on in our nation, and you know that that is not going to happen from a political standpoint. And so maybe you need to get a side hustle, or maybe you've been dreaming about starting a business for far too long, and now is time to start it. If that's true, then you need to go over to the experts at Anchor who can help you with payroll solutions, staffing, and even help you with planning and strategizing your new business. Now, to see everything that they can help you do, you need to go to ancur.biz, because I promise you, they can help put legs underneath your vision. And when you go over there, let them know that Andy Thinker sang you. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We've got a good one for you today. And we're going to start off by talking about the benefits of anger. I know you don't hear that very often. In fact, Benjamin Franklin said this, anything that starts in anger will typically end in shame. Now, that's interesting coming from a founding father who was not only frustrated, but angry enough to rebel against his home country in Britain and start a revolutionary war as a result. So, when we hear Benjamin Franklin's words, they deserve a little bit of thoughtfulness. Obviously, we shouldn't be angry at nothing, because if we're never angry, then perhaps it's that we just don't care, because the antithesis of love is not anger or hate. The antithesis of love is actually apathy. So the worst thing that you can possibly do is be apathetic towards something. So anger has its place and certainly was used in the Revolutionary War to create our country. But many people were recently angry at Sam Smith and his performance at the Grammys and the satanic orgy that took place on stage. Now, I wasn't going to mention this at all because there have been so many people who already spoke about this and spoke about it in such a way that I didn't think there was much more to say. But that was, of course, until the religious community, specifically Christians on social media, began to respond to this and started saying things like, why are we so angry about this? And should we expect a sinner to act any different than this? After all, Sam Smith is not a Christian man, so shouldn't this be the kind of behavior that we should come to expect? Well, I think that's true if you've been totally indoctrinated and warmed over by the things that are going on in our nation. Just recently, Sam Smith created a music video where people were simulating peeing all over him, and he was dressed in women's lingerie, and then this display of satanic orgasmic pleasure on stage is just his latest attempt at trying to get a response from people or trying to get attention for himself. Now, sure, I'll go ahead and state that the best response possible is probably not anger. In fact, the best response should have been Christians 
acting and being proactive and standing up for their society and standing up for their kids and caring about the culture enough to where we didn't even have to express anger over what's going on at the Grammys because we've been so committed to what we're called to do as Christians in changing the world that that's what took place at the Grammys would never have happened if we were actually responding the way we should have been responding all along. But since we didn't do that and we're left to merely look with our eyes upon the spoils of our inactivity because we wouldn't engage in the culture war, it seems fitting that we should stand back in shock and awe and at least in a little bit of anger based upon what we were seeing on that stage. Now, here's the real question at the end of the day, though, for those religious people who were getting upset with Christians who were getting upset, which, by the way, I think is probably the most ridiculous thing on the planet to criticize people who are being critical. So, nonetheless, uh, for those who are in the religious community and were saying, if why, why are we expecting anything different from somebody who doesn't know God? And, and I would just say this. I think it's important to ask, what are we really angry at? Uh, what are we angry about? Is it really at Sam Smith? Because, you know, I think it would be okay if we were angry at Sam Smith. After all, the media has already jumped on to calling everybody expressing anger a bigot and fat phobic. And of course we know whenever the media throws around those terms, it is typically because people are close to encroaching upon a very good argument. And those name calling tactics are simply used to try to scare people away. And so nonetheless, should we be mad at Sam? I think there's room to do that. Shouldn't you be at least a little bit angry that you are watching somebody uh, glorifying Satan and glorifying immorality on stage and coming from a guy who just recently had a pee orgy in a music video that he that he had produced. So I think we are right to be angry at Sam, but is that really what we're mad about? Because I think we could be mad at Sam because he is selfishly placing his need for attention above the well-being of young, impressionable kids who will watch his music videos and see Satan glorified and see piss orgies. We might be repulsed and angry about that, but really I think the anger that we see online about this thing is not directly at Sam. We, we should rather pity him. His life must be so empty and sad if this is the kind of attention that he's begging for. But the anger is more appropriately a response to what Sam is doing, and Sam is tearing apart something we love. Now, come at one of my kids, and you will see how lovingly I respond to you. In the same way, I and others care about this nation, and we care about the deconstructionists who want to demolish this nation by rejecting societal norms and trying to buck the, the society that we, we live in. It's only fitting, then, that we should respond with a bit of anger over the fact that somebody wishes to demolish the foundation that we are standing on. And there are many among the Christian community who will sit back and watch the foundation chip away under our feet and only get angry when it's too late. And if that's true, then maybe the critics of the critics are right. The people pointing their finger at Christians and saying, why are you expecting a man who doesn't know God to act any different than participating in a satanic orgy on stage? I mean, aren't our standards a little bit high? Maybe we shouldn't be mad at Smith or even those like him in the deconstruction movement who wish to absolutely demolish society, morality, and the things we hold dear. Maybe instead we should focus our anger on a group of Christians who want to police your emotions online, who can't find the moral fortitude to get angry at themselves for allowing the kind of moral degradation 
that we're seeing at the Grammys. Perhaps we should reserve our sharpest criticism for the much bigger and more egregious problem of Christians who always shush other Christians because it interrupts their nap. Sure, I'll give it to you that very often we humans do not respond the way that we should. But more often than not, the bigger problem is that we do not respond at all. And the kind of Christians asking for us to just push off these cultural issues are doing so at the expense of our children. And so, therefore, I think we need a response. Those kind of selfish, finger-pointing Christians who want to go back to their couch and turn on Netflix and pretend that the world around them doesn't exist deserve more anger. And here's why. Christians, in some ways, are responsible for the moral degradation of a society. When the church lacks the moral fortitude necessary to actually express some form of moral indignation about what's going on in our world, it shows that the most severe form of irresponsibility lies at our feet. We've forgotten we are salt and light. We preserve a society and keep it from utter moral chaos. If I'm right about that, then the worst kind of Christian are those who sit back and criticize other Christians for, for emitting outrage at a time like this. Perhaps those kind of people are really only expressing conviction for their lack of concern and are attempting to kind of push it away by reprimanding the people who are actually responding. Or maybe, just maybe... We should find a place to appreciate the fact that those within the Christian community especially are going to respond to things differently. And if we ourselves are too dull-eyed to see the need for anger or the need to fight the culture war, then maybe we should find a way to support those who do. After all, I would think a satanic orgy on the stage of the Grammys sounds like something we might want to express just a little bit of anger over. After all, wasn't that Jesus guy the one that turned over the tables because of the way that unconverted people were acting? And isn't it that thing called the Bible that said, get angry, just sin not? So maybe there's some good advice there. And we'll start to see some things that uh, we probably should have if we haven't already expressed some anger over in our top stories today. Now, by the way, based upon what we just talked about with Satan, uh, I think we had a very pathetic kind of representation on the stage of the Grammys. If you want a much better one, you can check out the show that is linked below and also on the screen now. Um, of course, watch the end of this show and then go back and you can go binge past episodes of Indie Thinker. But in the past, I talked about Satan and gave a much better kind of representation of historically what Satan is and, and what kind of his tactics are. Um, and, and obviously, somebody prancing around in devil horns is just merely an attempt to try to make religious people angry. And should we give him what he wants? I don't know, but I definitely think we should get angry about the degradation of, of society and, more importantly, get active about seeing what we can do about it. Uh, but in, in, in light of that, if you are going to do something about it, it's important to know the, the best kind of lies and how they impact your life and why Satan is called a liar from the beginning. And so you need to check out the past show to do that. And speaking of lies, um, I wanted to start with something that's a, a major throwback, but something that I think a lot of people either maybe don't know even exists or something that I hope you have seen and want to remind you about it if you have seen it. But I, but I would dare to venture to guess that the vast majority of people who are watching this show right now have never seen An Open Secret, which is a 2014 documentary exposing the sexual abuse of children in Hollywood. Here's a quick trailer for that documentary. 
I think every little kid dreams about being famous and being in movies. This is California. This is where you make it. This is where it all starts. You'll get signed by a label. You can star on Disney Channel. You know, what kid wouldn't want that, right? I remember you asked me if I ever did anything with a guy before. I was not interested at 12. You're not recording this, right? Hollywood doesn't have any system in place to protect anybody, and children are way down on that list. Children need management just like everybody else. Everybody liked him. He became part of the family. In the beginning, it was happy, and then things started changing. They pick on people who they know will be victims. You have an adult who is manipulating the child. Spot like that. That had never happened before. It was obvious that something was going on. The party made me feel uncomfortable. There were lots of drugs available, and there were young teenage boys. I remember being scared. He just told me this is what you have to do. A number of boys told me to point the gun at them just like that. He said, Do you not understand the power I have? Yo, the devil in I remember sitting in my room and crying my eyes out. He said, What would you do? That happened to me. A lot of investors completely denied that anything was going on. Clearly, the studio didn't want an investigation. I hate it when you tried to have me sleep in your bed and touch me. I don't know anything about them. There will always be a steady stream of kids who want to be famous. We're absolutely talking about the tip of an iceberg. Now, outside of the incredible... Uh, job that was done by these documentarians. I I wanted to show this to you so that you could watch it for yourself, but so also that you could be aware of something if you are not already aware of it that should stir up our ire. And that is that there are two groups of people in in Hollywood that uh, you need to be aware of. And these are people who are being used by diabolical people. And then there are people who are intentionally trying to use the system of Hollywood to, uh, to abuse and scandalize others, to use and abuse people and specifically to prey upon the most innocent among us. And the reason I showed you the trailer and am plugging this this documentary is because this documentary exposes that thing very, very well. There's a lot of people who were just going to parties and underage kids were there, but then there were agents who were actively trying to lure kids in and, and, and abuse them sexually or to sex traffic them to others in Hollywood who wanted to abuse these children sexually. So it's a very difficult watch, but I think it's a much needed watch. And the more we can kind of pull our head out of the sand and actually pay attention to what's going on around us, the better. Uh, there's one more aspect of the intentionality here that's important to note. Now, I'm spoiling a little bit of the end of the documentary, but not too much. And in the end of the documentary, you'll see one of these intentional uh, diabolical agents who was attempting not only to lure kids in to sexually abuse them, but then also somebody who was also actively fighting to lower the age of consent for children so that this man could actively abuse kids. Now, this was all the way back in 2014, which doesn't seem so long ago, but almost 10 years ago. Um, and, and, And back then, and you can trust way before that, we were seeing people who believed this divergent sexuality 
that we're seeing crop up now in the present in such odd ways. Um, they believed in a divergent sexuality that we are seeing crop up more and more all the time in the present, a left-wing gender ideology that was being exposed in this film all the way back in 2014, but it was being exposed in a very particular way that we have yet to see mainstream, but I believe that we will. So this is more of a prophetic kind of critique, I guess, if anything. And that divergent sexual attraction is, of course, for adult men to be attracted to young boys. Now, again, we've seen divergent left-wing sexual ideology in the present. We've seen people express their desire to be the opposite sex based upon a feeling, okay? And then we've even seen the Respect for Marriage Act try to undermine and diminish what marriage actually is in America or try to redefine what marriage actually is, leaving the question open, regardless of what you think on the issue of homosexuality, leaving the question open, what is marriage actually? And can we make can we allow an adult to marry an animal? Can we allow an adult to marry a child? Like, if we're not going to put strictures around marriage, then then doesn't that open wide the definition of marriage? And, and this is the case in terms of this documentary. The left-wing gender ideology that we're now seeing in the trans movement opens up the door to a, a slippery slope of adults coming out of the closet to say, I am in love with children, or perhaps even I am a child, therefore it's not wrong for me to be sexually active with another child, because I identify as one. Um, this, this illogical step that we're taking in society is something that we should do something about. And I hope that we can be awakened to the reality that there is a group of people in society that will start coming more and more and more to tell us that they are sexually attracted to children and that that is how they were made. And if they were made that way, then how can it be wrong? After all, if the only expression of truth that we believe as a society is how we feel, then we're relegated to this kind of stuff more and more. And here's why I have to say, if you are not angry about this, then you are incapable of actually speaking as a moral authority on anything. The kind of people that go after kids should spark the ire not only of Christians, that better be the case, but also of unbelievers. Because whenever kids are on the chopping block, that's when a good society must stand up and stand in the way of anybody going after kids. But more and more, we're starting to see that even the most mainstream institutions of our society are doing exactly that. And that brings us to our next story, which is Disney, who is, yes, at it again with one of their newest series, The Proud Family. Now, if you are thinking to yourself, well, proud sounds a lot like pride family, you would be absolutely correct because this cartoon intended for young children is exactly that. It is a left-wing representation of gender ideology and in the case of what I'm about to show you, critical race theory, because you're about to see a clip from the show where a bunch of children on stage are reprimanding adults and crying out for reparations because this society was built upon slavery. So here is this gross display of indoctrination of our kids. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four, Four million, million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country, the descendants 
of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy. Now, after watching this clip, I have to be honest with you, I was totally torn. I, I could not decide whether to be angry over the explicit brainwashing and the ill treatment of children or to be angry over the just total lies being told about history in in this clip for kids. So instead of choosing one or the other, I chose to be angry at both. So, so let's start with the first one. So anger over the ill treatment of kids. We'll get to kind of like the brainwashing of children because they're impressionable when we get to the to the lies here, but but I wanted to remind you of something, or at least bring to your attention something that you that you may not know, and that is that Latoya Reveno, who is the the director behind this uh, this series, the the Pride Family or the Proud Family, as it's uh, also known as, and uh, and this is the lady who said that uh, Disney has a not so secret gay agenda. Maybe you'll remember that video uh, back from a conference call in Disney during the during the pandemic, but in case you forgot, here's her saying that. It's like, I love Disney's content. I grew up watching, you know, all of the classics. They have been a huge, like informative <laughs> part of my life. But at the same time, like I worked at small studios most of my career and I'd heard, you know, you hear whispers. Like I, I'd heard things like, oh, you know, they won't let you show this at a Disney show. And I'm like, okay. So I was a little like sus when I started. And, but then my experience was, bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard on my little pocket of like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA. Um, the showrunners were super welcoming Meredith Roberts and like the, the, our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my, like not at all secret gay agenda. And so like, I, I feel like, so this same person is now indoctrinating kids into a critical race theory lie that this society that we have is built upon slavery and that children deserve reparations and, and all the like, which we'll get to here in a moment. But I at least want to just talk about the, the ill treatment of, of children in this way. So as you can see, Disney's not-so-secret gay agenda is on display again, but yet in a different way. And here's why I showed you this clip is because I want us to start connecting critical race theory and left wing gender ideology together, because this is something Kimberly Crenshaw did for us a long time ago when she developed the tenets of intersectionality. It was her belief that we need to understand not just the implications of race in a society, but also race and gender and sexuality and yada, yada, yada goes on and on. on. The, the endless litany of identity identities that a person can develop for themselves and and then see how all of those things affect a person. This is intersectionality in a, in a nutshell. And so it is not odd that Latoya Raveneau was telling us not so long ago that there is a not-so-secret gay agenda to indoctrinate kids into the familiarity with homosexuality, which, by the way, is exactly what Sam Smith is doing, regardless of if Christians recognize it or not. And that is the the familiarizing of a society with these aberrant and evil and immoral practices. The more they can slowly but surely force feed us the arsenic, the more we gain a tolerance for it. Or it'll just kill us. You know, we're, we're seeing both, quite frankly, especially when we look at suicide rates within the, the trans community. But nonetheless, this is an obvious attempt to try to desensitize kids to not only 
a, a left-wing gender ideology, but but here we see a, a racially essentialistic and anim, an animosity-ridden version of of reality, and that brings us kind of to to the to the lies about all of this, because not only is it a lie that uh, this society that we have was built because of slaves. Uh, predominantly or only or, or or any of such thing. But actually, slavery was something that was not actually good for Southern states. In fact, Southern states were kind of backwater in terms of their economic stability, whereas the Northern states that did not participate in slavery were doing much better economically. Now, you can see this throughout history, but this does not stop the historical revisionism of the Nicole Hannah Joneses of the world with the 1619 Project. And here again, Latoya Ravenu trying to force feed children to believe that they should have reparations. I mean, doesn't doesn't this like strike us as odd that the vast majority of kids who are age appropriate enough to actually watch this cartoon won't even know what reparations are? Now, is it true that slavery happened? 100%. Is there a single child that is taught uh, that is not taught that slavery happened in elementary school, middle school, high school, or whatever. I, well, I would say not probably elementary school, right? But but middle school and high school, of course. Like, did, did you get taught it in school? What would make you think that all of a sudden Trump coming into office has changed that? Of course, kids are being taught this stuff on a regular basis. But, but th- this is really an attempt to try to stoke a racial animosity that will turn into activism among young kids. Again, this is a lie and a distortion of history, just like the 1619 Project, for the purposes of creating kids as activists at the youngest stage. And so my big problem with the lies here is not just that they're lies, but that they're the most devious kind of lies. Lies not told from ignorance, but told from intentionality. These people are, are trying to create a segment of children who hate their country and are activist in nature and believe this kind of nonsense as though it were gospel truth. And of course, I as a Christian, this is where I have a problem with this kind of stuff. And this is why I think the culture war is so desperately important, is that if people are damaged, interfered with in their in their understanding and their means of interpreting reality and truth, that makes it harder for us to tell people the truth of the gospel. Now, listen, I know this is explicitly a Christian argument, and some of you may not even be Christians here at the end of the day, but regardless of if you're a Christian or not, I hope you can see the canary in the coal mine here, that an attack against truth, an attack against reality is an attack against society and ultimately an attack against you. And we need to do the best that we can to try to help people reframe the walls of reality that are being broken down consistently by places like Disney who wish to show garbage like this. Our vision, but only illusion. And when they're showing this kind of garbage, they're showing it to kids. Should be enough to make us want to scream or to express a little bit of outrage. Now, hopefully it goes beyond outrage, but at least that's the least you can do. Now, but very often people in religious communities, especially white people, are just like this white girl on stage that I'm showing you now. By the way, I hope you noticed this. It is no surprise that the white girl on stage that was in the background keeping her mouth shut the whole time, that was intentional. You know why? Because white people are supposed to shut up and listen. 
they're supposed to give the reparations over and allow people to destroy the country, and they're supposed to sit back silently while it all takes place because that's what an ally does. You white people can't talk. Now, is that the, really the message that you want to send to your kids, whether you're black, white, or anything else? Nonetheless, regardless of who you are, no matter your gender or your race, I would just encourage you not to act like that white girl on stage because there's another name for a person that does that, and it's not ally. I'll let your mind kind of fill in the blanks with what that pejorative name may be. But uh, speaking of pejorative names, um, we want to go to our old man president, Grandpa Joe, Brandon himself, and we want to look at the State of the Union. So Here's just a kind of supercut from some of the great moments of, uh, of the State of the Union address given by our esteemed President Joe Biden. So here's that. Years ago, the economy was reeling. I stand here tonight after we've created, with the help of many people in this room, 12 million new jobs. More jobs created in two years than any president's created in four years. Using federal infrastructure. What are you going to get money to pay for those medical bills? With the Inflation Reduction Act that I signed into law, we're taking on powerful interest to bring health care costs down. And when I talk to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed. <laughs> and beyond that, want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Baggage fees are bad enough. Airlines can't treat your child like a piece of baggage. If we don't pass my comprehensive immigration reform, fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. They're shouting border. You got it. Now, I want to take just a moment to give a little bit of a report card, because as you might imagine, what was on center stage is not a Chinese, you know, spy balloon that was able to traverse the whole country, foreign policy disasters like Afghanistan or anything of the like. What was on center stage was Joe Biden lying about the economy. So I wanted to take just a moment to tell you the truth about what's going on with the economy. Uh, Biden has had approval ratings that have stayed in the upper 30s and the low 40s because he is a deeply unlikable president with unlikable policies. Among them is the economy. So let's be clear about this. This is not just a Republican. Only 37% of his own party want him to run again. And only 72% of independents want him to run again. And here's why. The president has repeated over and over again that inflation is better now than when he took office, which is totally a lie. It has almost been entirely exacerbated by his policies and is worse. Most interestingly, 41% of Americans say that they are worse now since Biden took office. That same poll has been taken since 1986, and no other president has had such a bad rating. Again, this is people who say my life is worse now that Joe Biden is my president. Now, just so that you can have this reference about this time in Donald Trump's tenure, that same poll was taken in only 13% said that their life is worse now that Donald Trump is president. So almost three times the amount of people whose life is worse because of Joe Biden. And I end the show with this story just to say this. If you can't get mad enough to vote based upon your wallet, 
regardless of your past voting record, then your commitment to ideology over truth is so much that few can help you. Or maybe you just want this place destroyed. It goes back to the intentional and the ignorant. For those of us who kind of like America, okay, I'd say that we do something about it, even if it starts with anger, even if it has to begin somewhere and that's the starting place, if it can be, if that energy can be turned around into willful and useful energy, well then so be it. So even if it starts with anger, whatever can get your attention to stir you from your apathy and then hopefully move that energy into action to create this world, not only the way it used to be, but the way it should be, while it's careening further and further away from anything that you want it to be, whatever it takes for us to get to the place where we are the difference that we want to see in the world, I'm here for it and you should be too. And if you are, I'd love to hear from you down in the comments section below. You can also like this video, you can share it with others, and don't forget to subscribe. But most importantly, don't forget to go with God. Thanks for watching.